Hello and welcome to episode 160 of the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. Hello, my name's Ian Anderson-Gray, and in this episode of the Confident Live Marketing Podcast, I'm joined by the multi-talented and startup CEO, Samir Ahmed Khan. He's the co-founder of the social tool Social Champ, and we're going to delve into some cool marketing experiments that will help you build your social media community. Let's get on with it right now. Welcome to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. Helping you level up your impact, authority, and profits through the power of Confident Live Video. Optimize your mindset and communication and increase your confidence in front of the camera. Get confident with the tech and gear. And get confident with the content, content and, and marketing. marketing. Together, we can go live! Well, hello. Welcome to the show. My name's Ian Anderson Gray. And in today's episode, we're going, we're talking about two kind of things. We're talking about content marketing, but also we're getting a bit techy and talking about how you can use certain tools. And in particular today, we're talking about social chat. Now, I've talked a lot on the show about live video tools with We've done Ecom Live and Wave Video and all these cool tools out there. We've looked a little bit of social media management tools in the past. We've covered Agora Pulse, but I've not really taught that much about, um, well, I've not been taught at all about Social Champ. And Social Champ is a really, really cool tool. And they've been doing some really amazing things recently. They've just released lots of um, like new plans and everything like that. So we're going to be talking about that. But if you are watching live, uh, welcome. I can see we've got uh, Salim saying, uh, saying salam. Great to see you. We've got uh, Rao watching on Facebook saying your time is limited. This is great advice. Your time is limited. So don't waste it by living someone else's life. Don't be trapped by dogma, which is living with the results of other people's thinking. I like that. This is, uh, Samir's got some very, very intelligent people uh, in, in his community. And we've got David. Uh, my good friend David watching from Sunny Wigan saying, hello, Ian Samir from David in Sunny Wigan. Great to see you. Well, I think it's time to introduce to you Samir, uh, who is a good friend of mine. We haven't seen each other for quite a while, but uh, Samir Ahmed Khan is a startup CEO trainer, marketer and skill developer with a degree in computer science from the University of Karachi. He was recognized as a Nokia developer champion, Microsoft certified professional and specialist, Microsoft community speaker, and former Microsoft student partner. Currently, he works full-time for his tech startup and marketing solution, Social Champ, which is a social media management tool that he manages with his two best friends and co-founders. Samir also travels to train and conduct talks at multiple events organized by TEDx, IEEE, uh, Google, Facebook, USAID, Nokia, and more. Well, it is time to introduce to you, Samir. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Great to have you here. Ted. Thank you so much. Uh, that was a great introduction. Just loved being on the show. Great power, great energy. <laughs> well, you know, we like to we like to roll out the red carpet. And uh, as as I said, it's been, it's been a while. Uh, so I've actually we've actually for podcast listeners won't be able to see this, but on the screen, do you want to describe uh, Samir what what we're seeing on screen at the moment? I think that was one of the great. You're giving me a tour on Manchester on Manchester and in the city, and I think this was a. This is a library and we were yeah. just looking, you know, checking out the books, the piano, and this was 
this painting I has done, and we're trying to be Harry Potter or something like that. <laughs> I think so. It's something like that. Yeah. So you, so it's really, it's really funny because you were, you were in London and you, you got in touch and said, that'd oh, be great to meet up in Manchester. And I think I remember you were wanting to, you said to, you said to me later, like, is there anywhere in the country we could go to? <laughs> oh, unfortunately not. Like this is man, this is Manchester, the city, but I just come like more from the country. So like next time you're over, Samir, I will show you some British countryside. We'll have to make it happen. <laughs> Yeah, that would be amazing. I was on the train and I saw all the, you know, the, the farms, yeah. the greenery, and I was like, oh, that could be amazing. Indeed. So I'm just trying to remember, can you remember like how we first met? I know we met at Social Media Marketing World, or we saw each other at Social Media Marketing World, but I think we like saw each other before. Yeah, and it was, I was reading your blogs, trying to filter some speaker sessions that I need to attend in Social Media Marketing World. And I think that was in 2016, Social oh, wow. Media Marketing World. You know, I I meet you over there, um, and I just was you know enchanted by the tools that you are sharing. You know, these are the tools you should use for social media yeah. and all those gears. And I was like, by the degree, I'm a computer science student. You know, so technology, you know, gives yeah. stuff that makes me talk to the person more. So I just kind of like thought that you would be a good friends. So I just came, I think I, after the after your session, I came to you. I spoke That's to right. you. That's right. Yeah. And, yeah. And then, you know, I think that that's when we introduced the company and I said, I'm going to, you know, the, the tool is used by Guy Kawasaki and you were like, okay, that's good. And I think from that day, uh, I think, you know, we became good friends. Yeah, definitely. It's funny, like all these uh, conferences merge into one and like, you know, it's, it's difficult to remember these things. One of the topics when we were emailing each other for you to come onto the show, you, you came up with a few ideas of what we could talk about. One of them was about lessons from previous startups and i'd love to know like how have you got to where you are today we're, we're both techies we love tech you've got a computer science degree so you're far more techie than me and far more knowledgeable than me on this but like can you tell us like how did you get into what you're doing today because like a social media tool it's both like tech and marketing and social all kind of mixed into one so tell tell me a bit more yeah that's a great question i was graduating i was in university and we were looking at all those startups so we thought that you know one day we need to have our own startup uh but to have your own startup we need some funding you know some some money to run the kitchen so we thought you know what let's just bootstrap and open a consulting business like a software consulting business so since 2011 uh and 12 i think we made a startup called Ozen Systems, a software consulting company. So we tried to run that, save some money, try to put that in, into an idea, which was called Game with Chat. It was a gaming platform. And then we started sharing with other people. It won a lot of competitions, Microsoft's Comp Imagine Cup competition. So we, we couldn't actually launch that product because we thought that it wasn't perfect. Uh, the mistake that we did was that it was basically a gaming platform. So you could actually ch chat with one another and actually play games like you have Ludo and, you know, Tic-Tac-Toe, you could play games. Uh, the only reason we stopped was we were too late to launch the product. So the advice, the, the lesson we learned was always create an MVP, which is a minimal viable product, and then launch it in the product, get some feedback. So it took us three years to make that product. And we've spent a lot of time, you know, like a month actually deciding what should be the name of the product, the UI, the logo. And then at that time, you had to say, we thought of ourselves that once we launch, millions of people would use the product. So we thought about scaling and, you know, billions of people using the product. So we thought that we should be on iOS, we should be on Android, we should be on web. 
and the game should actually be accessible through Windows 8, which was newly launched at that time. So I think that was a great mistake we did, that we did try to do everything in a single go without even launching the product, without even getting some feedback. So that's mm-hmm. the lesson we learned from the first product, uh, which was Game of Chat. And the second one, Social Chat is the fourth one, by the way. And, you know, it, it came by an accident. And it's an inter- interesting story. The second lesson that I learned from the startup was educating dreams. It was a, a, a platform where you could actually, you know, find people, poor people who wanted to study and actually you could tell them these are the schools, NGOs that would fund you and support you. So we tried to create that product and then we realized that there's a monopoly of in NGOs and organizations and they don't want to be exclusive on the platform. They don't want to be collaborating with one another. So there was a monopoly of that stuff. And we were like, I thought to myself, you know what, once I get rich, maybe I'll support this platform and, you know, get those kids to the right school. So we created the platform. We, I think we put eight months onto it and then we realized, you know, there's a monopoly. It's very tough to fight with the big giants. So that's something we paused. The third was a startup called RemindZap. It was, it had an option to get funded and the, the Reminds app basically was a product which was a notification-based app where you could actually get reminded that this event coming up, you can RSVP people who would be attending or not. So it was a notification-based app. And the, the reason it failed, the lesson we learned over there was product feedback is very necessary. And the funny thing was that we did a survey, asked 100 plus strangers if they would use the product or not. They said, 70% said we would use the product. And we are like, uh, we have found a biggest jackpot because anything above 60 is basically people are dying to use it. So we launched the product and once it was in the market, we expected, you know, millions of downloads. But the problem was we didn't have millions. We just had 100 or 200 downloads. And then I thought, I told my team, you know what? Retention numbers are more important. You know, not the downloads. That's a vanity metric. So let's just focus on retention rate. So, you know, when we, there was 60% people using the product again and again. Next day, it came on to 20%, then 10%, then one person. And only then, and then one person was consistent. And I told my team, you know what? Let's just track this one person, this one user who's using the, using the product daily. And we can study them and then write a, you know, a whole use case on it. And then one person was my QA team in the office. And then again, for marketing of this product, I researched some strategies. I came across the book of Guy Kawasaki and Patrick Patrick called The Art of Social Media. Mm. I read that book and that book, there was a concept called The Art of Repeating Tweets multiple times. And so I, I just read the concept and I said, the concept is you repeat a tweet multiple times. So for example, it's just like a news channel, right? You wake up, so it's basically repeating your content multiple times. So in life of a tweet was around like five or 10 minutes. And once you tweeted, it got lost on the feed. So you had a tweet multiple times. So I said, you know, this would work. So we tested this concept of repeating a tweet manually. And we repeated and we saw that the clicks rate increased, the traffic increased because every tweet carried some clicks and traffic with it. And we were like, this is a good concept. And nobody realized that it's a repeated tweet. So we took this idea forward. I did a research on tools that were available at that time that it could actually repeat the tweet uh, because I thought it's a small feature, probably tools would actually have it. So I looked into the competitors, you know, I looked, I couldn't find this reputation too. So I told my co-founders Wave, that, you know what, let's just make this product. And uh, he said, luckily my birthday was coming in two weeks. So he said, I'm going to give to you the backend. Uh, and then I tried to do some front end stuff. And then on the weekend, on my birthday, he gave me, we made the product and he did the backend work. And it was like in-house project. 
I started using it myself. I had some friends in e-magazines uh, in Pakistan. I shared it with them and they started using the product. And the, the comment was that even if your third startup does not work, please don't turn this link down. It is very helpful to us. It, there's a magazine in the US called Success Magazine. They launched, they wrote a single tweet and in a single tweet, they got 90 clicks. They repeated the same tweet five, five times and I think they got 360 clicks. So there's 360 clicks is better than 90, right? That's a basic question. So we made the product and and how it, I happened to meet Guy, Guy tweeted once on Twitter, which was again my point, don't underestimate the power of Twitter. So Guy tweeted, who read my book? And I said, I read your book, The Art of Social Media, and I made a test project out of it, which repeats the tweet. To my you know, astonishment, he replied to the tweet saying, uh, does it does it repeat? Does it post a picture? Does it delete the previous post, tweet? I was like, why do you want to delete the previous tweet? And I then I realized, oh, you shouldn't your your timeline shouldn't look spammy. So he tweeted once, waited for eight hours, deleted the first tweet, saved the analytics, and tweeted the fresh tweet again. I'm like, oh, this is a great concept. So he implemented that, made that feature, shared it again with guy. But this time, guy didn't reply. You know, I waited for twenty four hours, forty eight hours. I'm like, you know what? I got to screenshot it. So I took a screenshot of the entire conversation guy had with me on Twitter, sent an email to guy and hey guy, we spoke on Twitter and you know, this is the thing we made. I've lived in the feature, this is the link. Again, the product had no link. It was socialchamp.herugooapp.com, you know, just test URL. Socialchamp was just a name that I took, just, a, just I kept it without thinking. And uh, so guy used, said he could use it. Can he use the product? I said, yes. So he started using the product, giving feedback, told us to make it in company, get a better domain, fix the UI, make an iOS app, make a Chrome extension. And that's actually when, uh, you know, we made this into a company and we started with third product, which was by an accident. <laughs> wow. That's a, like amazing story. And, and it's so helpful to hear how you you learn from those mistakes, the, the whole minimum viable product. But but also it shows that relationships matter. And you read the book by Peg and Guy and and then you, you reached out to Guy and, and he kind of like made it happen or <laughs> he helped it, which is awesome. Yeah. You're listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. Looks like it's time for something completely nutty. So I'd love to know a little bit more about Social Champ. And I had a question from my community. Here's the question from Jeff. Hey, Ian, I would love to know what the difference is between the scheduling tool is what you mentioned in your volley. And uh, you mentioned that it was a social scheduling tool. I want to know what's different about that compared to the other ones, say like Agora Pulse or Planoly or some of those other ones that... Uh, uh, a lot of people, uh, different people use. So what's different about Social Champ? Um, is it easier to run experiments on? Because you mentioned you're going to talk about some experiments. So I would love to know, you know, exactly uh, how and why this tool is different from everything else. 
Awesome. Yeah. So thanks for that, Jeff. It's probably kind of an annoying question for you, Samir, because a lot of people ask well, what you want to compare your tool, Social Champ, with with other tools. But I think it's how we get our heads around it, particularly if you're using another tool like, say, Hootsuite or GoPulse. Uh, I, I mentioned uh, that Social Champ is a scheduling tool, but it is more than that. Um, so maybe you, you, you know, can help Jeff and, and, and the rest of us with that question. That would be amazing. It's a great question. And you're right. I do get asked a lot about this. And it's really good to ask about it because it helps me to, you know, think more and tell more. So basically, Social Jab is a social media entire platform. We started with a social media scheduling tool. And then we started with integrating Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Google business profiles. And we also working on TikTok. So the difference is basically it's a scheduling tool. And again, experiments are features, for example, reputation, which I spoke about. You repeat a tweet, delete automatically the previous tweet, and retweet again, you save analytics. That's something differentiating. But other than that, the major difference we have is in pricing. So we recently launched a premium plan, which is much powerful than any others. We give you every feature. Every feature is unlogged. We give you three social profiles. So we figured out that, you know, small business people, small single people who are single founders who cannot afford such pricey social media tools. So we gave them a premium plan for which is for life and it is all features are unlocked. So that's first we are actually lower and cheaper in price is we are more affordable. Other thing is that we have not just scheduling. So we are scheduler. Then we also have engage, which is social inbox, which you guys speak about. Uh, we're trying to envision it as a CRM support. So it's a social CRM right now, which, in, which has Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, where you can reply and Instagram, where you can reply to people, you know, immediately there's automated replies. So that's something other tools also have. You're trying to, you know, make it more efficient and go into the social CRM space because we envision social chat as a company that would help businesses grow. So we have a scheduling tool, we have engage, and then we also have analytics, which is much more, you know, deeper analytics. You can generate a PPT, you can have a present PPT in a PowerPoint, you can have a PDF, uh, and then they, and we have a powerful calendar, which I really, so took some, our team basically took some time to write the calendar, which is super easy to use. So it's a very powerful calendar where you could see multiple social profiles aggregated in a single calendar. And then we have some auto, powerful automations, right? We have recycled content. You can recycle your evergreen content multiple times. We have auto posting through RSS. So there's some different features we have, this team collaboration, but the real gist are if you use a lot of social media tools, if you want to know some great differences, it is about the pricing and it's about the single, it's about the most easiest to use. So, you know, it's very simple and easy to use as compared to other platforms because the problem is when you try to bring more features, the user experience gets complex. So you really work hard, we iterate multiple times, take feedback. So that's how social jam is kind of like different from the competition. We have features that are unique that nobody has. We have integrations, some schedulers have, like Canva, Crello, they're integrated with Social Champ. But the major difference is the usability, the design, and, and the pricing, basically. That's where we compete. And other, other than that, you know, features is a war, it's endless war, you know. <laughs> you keep well, innovating, you keep innovating. No, you're, you're so right. I think you've come such a, a long way from when I first started using Social Champ because back then I believe it was just a, a social media scheduling tool. And like, I don't mean that in, in in a negative way because like the features that you offered at the time were like really amazing. There, there were other tools. I, I seem to remember using a tool called Social 
oomph or something, but it was so complicated to use. Like you had to have like a computer science degree to kind of work it out. Whereas with Social Champ, it just was very simple to use. By the way, I've invited Samir onto the show because I really like Social Champ and I'm good friends with Samir. And, you know, I've not been paid for any of this. This is purely like, I just really uh, love the tool. So I just wanted to make that clear. I want to delve a little bit more into some of the other aspects of, of Social Champ. Uh, what, I, what I want to dig into is some of these so, uh, social media experiments, and particularly when it comes to some of the, the, the really cool things that we're focusing on now as social media marketers are like reels and live video and things like that. Now, obviously, Social Champ is not a live video tool, and uh, but it can help with some of these uh, things. And I'd love to know a little bit more about that. I can see that uh, David has posted something. He says, I remember, he's reminiscing about the past. In those early days, Samir developing a specific RSS feed application to suit my particular need. And I'll always be grateful to Ian for telling me about Social Champ in the first place. That is awesome. And it just shows like, you know, the the attention to detail, Samir, and listening to your uh, customers. That is amazing. So, Tell us a little bit more about some of these social media experiments, in particular, like that to do with reels and, and other things, because I'd love to know how we can actually use a tool like Social Jump uh, to really help us in our marketing. Because, quite frankly, it seems that marketing is becoming, particularly social media marketing, is becoming more and more difficult. Yeah. I think, uh, first of all, David, uh, thank you so much. I remember, David, uh, that, you know, in the early days, Ian, you introduced me to David and then Dan was, he just kept, you know, asking for features, recommending, finding bugs, and reporting to us, you know, he needed this feature, customizing feature. And then once we did that, a lot of customers actually took benefit of it. So again, thank you, David, for, you know, helping us initial days. We just love you for all the support. And, you know, you just give great examples. And again, asking about strategies for using social SEM. I think the reels, we did an experiment. Let me just quickly go through an experiment that we did in the initial spaces, which is which has nothing to do with social chat. Okay. So again, I just don't want this to be entirely social champ, something we could actually relate to. So when we launched the product, social chat, we thought that influencer marketing would be something that would, you know, be something amazing and that's something only we need to focus on. So we created so we, you know, spoke to some influencers, uh like guy introduced the product to multiple people and people started sharing about it. But the issue with influencer marketing was that it the spike in traffic was for a limited time. You know, let's say somebody shares it tomorrow, the spike stays for three, four days, and then the traffic goes down. So realize this is not a consistent strategy. This is not something that will keep us alive for a long time. And then we started focusing on content marketing, powered by influencer marketing and writing content, looking at the keywords and working on SEO. So for any, uh, any person who's watching right now who wanted to start a startup, who want to do a business, I think you should also focus on content marketing, SEO, because that is something that gives you consistent traffic. You can do social media, you can go viral, you know, for, for limited days, you know, three days, four days, you can make a reel that I'll speak about, like you can make a reel that can go viral, but, you know, till the time that reel is viral, you would get traffic and it could not be a traffic that is your customer, but still less traffic. But if you work on content marketing, if you rank on good keywords, that will add great customers whose intent would be to buy or purchase the product. So that's mm. something we learned after a long time, uh, but we are glad we learned it. We start focusing on that. So influencer marketing, you know, influencer marketing, uh, social media marketing, ads, those are some bonus that we say, but content marketing, you know, SEO, 
collaborating. And there are multiple ways you can collaborate in blogs, but that is something that gives us consistent traffic. Uh, so that's the strategy, overall business strategy that we start focusing on. Uh, the other strategy uh, with social chat basically you can implement is uh, by using the recycle content feature that we really love and I love to share this uh, with your audience that let's say you're a restaurant and your job is to sell food and you know engage with customers and you have to even post because in this era you know we know that Facebook post you know or organic posting is dying right but we have to post on Facebook just to tell the people we are alive you know just for the sake of post we have to post content right uh, and luckily some content could go right so the strategy is, let's say you you have a restaurant and you want to post on, and you don't have time to post on social media. So if you can do is that you can create a folder on social chat or any of your favorite tools, you can create a folder, uh, let's say Monday motivation quotes, right? And you can fill the user, you can use a bulk upload, download an Excel sheet, or you can, you can fill that Excel or CSV file with the content, or you can just upload it one by one, fill the, fill the folder with the content of Monday motivation posts. And then you can create another folder, let's say discounts or let's say Friday discounts, right? And you can put your discounts on that folder. Now, uh, the recent content is something you can create a campaign and tell the software, the social chat that, you know what, pick one post from this folder and post it on Monday, 3 p.m., right? Or maybe 10 a.m. if you wake up early, right? So every Monday is going to pick one post and then post it. And then on this next Monday, it's going to pick the second post, and the third, and the fourth, and the fifth, and it's going to restart, right? So if you work, you know, if you want to work two, three hours, and just one time you use all your energy, you can create folders, and multiple folders with multiple strategies. You know, multiple folders, let's say, uh, Monday motivations, on Friday you schedule a meet a campaign to repeat a discount on 6, 7 p.m. Tuesday, Wednesday, you can fit all your days in, put the recycle button, and now, if you see the calendar in social chat, you could see those recycled posts that are endless. You can also set uh, an end date to it, but also you can set it for forever unless you stop the campaign. So it's something that we do it a lot uh, for our evergreen content that we think there are blog posts, there's content that we would like to be reshared multiple times in a week, in a month, or maybe in a year. Uh, that's a good strategy you can you know, put in place if you have less time. And then you can focus on replying to customers. So in social chat, all the replies that you get on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn would fall in one window. You can reply to them, automate them. So you can reply to those people, look analytics, and basically focus on your business. Try to sell good food, right? Uh, let tools handle your social media's heavyweight. Uh, mm. Yeah. I think that's so important what you just said. That uh, I mean, a, a tool like Social Champ can really help with partly automating the the posting and the scheduling but don't become a one-way communication machine you do need to like get in there build those relationships and as as you said like Samir if it wasn't for you engaging with Guy Kawasaki right at the start who knows where you'd be today so tools like social champ can really help with that but it also helps with the engagement side of things and I think I I haven't actually had a chance to look at the the social inbox part of social champ I'm, I'm really looking forward to having a look at that because that aspect of social tools has really changed things for me because who has time to go over to Instagram and then over to Facebook and then to Twitter and to, to juggle all of those messages all at the same time. So it, it actually allows you to be more human and connect more be, be with with having it in one place. Would, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. That That's true. Mm. Uh, it makes the connection more human. They know that, that it's a human behind the brand 
it's not a logo they're talking to. Yeah. Right. So I think that's important. Now, one thing that I wanted to talk to you about is the fact that it seems to be, it is becoming more and more difficult to get the engagement on social media. I mean, you talked about it on Facebook, you know, organic posts. And it seems like Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, they are making it more difficult for us to not necessarily automate things, but they're just making it more difficult. Like in particular in Twitter, you know, like with the whole repeating tweets thing. Um, so in like in 2020, whatever year we're in now, you know, how can we, how can we remain being human, the human side of our brands, how can we stay within the rules of social media so that we don't, uh, so they don't kind of demote our, our social media efforts? And how do we actually stay ahead of the S-curve that I was hearing uh, Mike, uh, Mike Stelzner not talking about social media marketing world, that the social media channels now are just making it much more difficult for us. So how, how do we, how do we do that? Yeah, that's, a, uh, I think the question, the, the most important thing is that there's social media and you need to be aware that there's a world beyond social media, right? Uh, and it's not just Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. You got to feud up these platforms with all the, you know, all the internet, the places that are available. For example, there's Reddit, there's Hacker News, right? So let's say you're trying to promote a podcast, you're trying to promote a book, you're trying to sell something. Uh, you can ask genuine feedback not just from Facebook, Twitter, but also on Reddit and Hacker News. So I did an experiment. So in the early days, when we were, when we were trying to create a landing page, uh, uh, it, you could see Social Champ has orange color in the, in the logo, right? So there's all oranges. And we thought, you know what, we just need to use the orange color. So we tried to design the landing page and we took the orange color. And I just asked a question on Reddit asking, is raw orange color good for a landing page or not? That's the question I asked. And the in the community, in the, in the channel. And a lot of people, you know, started giving me answers, giving me, showing me landing pages that are orange, that are doing better. Some of them even asked me, what's the link you're, you know, developing? And then I shared the URL. It was not on the, on the you know, main question that this is a link. Uh, it would look like as if I'm trying to promote the page, right? So, and then it got a lot of comments. So you could try to fuel your, your other social media, you know, other channels with other platforms. Now, coming back to social media, uh, I think that the way to stay ahead of the game is to keep using and implementing the newer features that these platforms bring in, right? Um, when Facebook Live was new, everybody was jumping onto it and the people who jumped on the very start, like you, got major chunk of the users, right? Uh, eventually, now it's Reels. Facebook Reels are coming up. So people are hesitant when there's a new feature rolling up. But, you know, social media managers, marketers, they try to ad adopt and embrace this change so that they could be ahead of the people. So if you're asking me right now, Reels, you know, they're heavily investing on Reels because TikTok was been trying to compete with Facebook and they kind of like outdid with the numbers. So if you use the features that are latest, the platform bring, platforms are bringing in, that's something will get you ahead of the algorithm. Now again, you could, you could be ahead of the algorithm, but it doesn't mean that your content quality would be, you know, it doesn't count. So again, the quality matters. So the video, again, is like we have been saying for three, five years that it's the king. It's, you know, people want to see more videos. Uh, and now that I see another trend with, with mute videos, right? People are making videos, but it's all text, right? They do all the crazy stuff. Oh, they do. I think we did on Instagram. Uh, we tried to experiment this on Instagram. We made a reel. Uh, a team member of my, you know, they made a reel. Uh, and it was very 
creative. It was classic. They made a reel and they showed content. And it kind of surprisingly did much better than any social media or Instagram post we had. And then we made a part two of it. And that also did very good. And that's an Instagram reel we made uh, with a video and just text, you know, going on the screens up and down. They were like, wow, this is going good. So feed the algorithm what it wants, the news, news features, and try to make content that's unique because entire world is trying to post text, right? If your post is engaging, you know, get, try to get comments. I think that's the main thing. Um, I really try to make content that thinking that would I share this content or not? So create that stuff and you would see the content going up. But use the entire internet. I'm telling you, just don't rely on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. We we all need to hear that. Don't just rely on Facebook, and don't just rely on social media. I mean, you. I was going to pick up with on what you said earlier, which is like uh, invest in content on your website, SEO, and your email newsletter, maybe, and podcasting as well. Podcasting is still not going away. YouTube and then LinkedIn and Twitter are all adding podcasting to their network. So. It is a big, a big thing. So I, I think Reels, it's really interesting. Reels have been around for a while, uh, either, either on TikTok or uh, Instagram. But it's uh, interesting to see, like, really now is this is the year for, for that. And Facebook are actually paying a lot of money out to influence out there who are creating this. And I've heard this with YouTube shorts as well. YouTube are desperate for short form content. Uh, and so now is the time to be creating it. And it doesn't need to be difficult. I'd love to know a little bit more about how, how have you personally been using Reels, Samir? Um, I know you, your uh, social champ has. Uh, tell us a little bit more about how you, uh, social champ, have been using Reels. Yeah, I think... Uh we have been using Reels. I, I have my own uh, TikTok account. So I made some content. In the early days, I tried to do all this crazy stuff, you know, the the coughing, the dialogues, trying to mimic the dialogues and all that. Uh, but then I created another account, which was uh, like an official, like that gave information about social media. And I think the, the, the response has been really good. I myself, like I just sit on one day, three, four hours, I can create about six, seven, eight videos recorded in a single, you know, in a single time. And then, you know, it goes for editing and then, you know, it gets posted on TikTok and it, it did really good. You know, there were people who were interested in learning social media. They got, they got specific content they wanted to learn. It's not dragging the concept, you know, it's not dragging. And then later coming to the point, which is only 30 seconds, it's just, you have to be on the point. You can't drag the, the entire to topic. So with, I tried doing experiments on that. I tried doing experiments on my page uh, using those TikTok videos and tried reposting it on Instagram. At that time, it was IGTV video. It did really good over there. And then I reposted that again on Facebook. So my target was TikTok, but then I started repurposing the same content on Instagram, uh, on Instagram, IGTV, and on Facebook. And now since Instagram has fully supported this concept, Reels, and Facebook is supporting it, this YouTube shot that you mentioned, uh, the life got easier. You could just create a content and then full broadcast to everywhere. Uh, all those platforms. So it's really helpful. It's very engaging. People get mm. shot, you know, answers. And, and again, I think one thing you mentioned was emails. I like try to focus on emails. There's one crazy story I remembered. Uh, so in the early days, again, you make a lot of mistakes. So we thought emails were like, you know, people sign up. We don't want to shoot them email, just a welcome email. That's it. And um, we kind of just did automate that. We didn't make a sequence, right? We didn't make entire campaign, a drip campaign. 
So I think one year, I think two years later, uh, when we thought that, you know what, we need to focus on emails because we heard that's a golden nugget. You directly go into the inbox of a user, you kind of catch their attention. So that's when we first time broadcasted email. You know, uh, after one point or two years, we emailed our customers that, you know, hey, how's it going? These are the features, blah, blah, blah. F2. And the funny story is, Around three to four people said, I mean, never signed up for social tab. Where did the email come from? <laughs> and they kind of signed up into the product. We had that email in the database. And we we're like, uh, so, so, so the lesson we learned was that, you know, people signed up and they forget, right? Emails, even though people find sometimes annoying, you should annoy people. But if you're trying to email them good content, you're trying to be in their inbox, teach them something good, they kind of remember the brand, the, the name of the product. They try to remember that, you know, you get into their head, right? They know that you exist. So that's the lesson we learned. And, and that since then, we tell all of the companies and the startups that, you know what, once you sign up, send them an email, make a sequence that, you know, after three days, send an email, after seven days, automate that stuff. But it's important because after one year, if you try to email them, they're going to say that we've never signed up for your product. How did you get our email address? <laughs> I wish I could say I didn't have a similar experience, but I had uh, quite a few uh, months of procrastinating with email because I, I think there's a danger of overcomplicating things as well. And uh, sometimes simple is good. Is, I definitely think so. So like with um, with Reels, with live video, I mean, live video is, is not going away. Uh, it might not be as brand new uh, and exciting as it once was, but it's interesting to see uh, like YouTube and Amazon are embracing live video for, for e-commerce, which is really interesting. How can we use a tool like Social Champ to help with reels and with live video? Obviously it can't post the live video, but how can it help like maybe with promoting that, with getting people to see the show live or watching the replay or, or with the repurposing side of things? Yeah, I think uh, once you go live, you get a link of the video, right? Uh, yeah. So what users usually do is that they take that link and then put it on a recycle. So on a reputations, recycle, promoting that podcast. So let's say you have a podcast or let's say you did a 160, I'm on a 160 right now. So you can have all those 160 podcasts in a single folder, uh, in a single folder for the recycle content. And you can make a date that, you know what, I'm going to post two podcasts or one podcast on Tuesdays. Right, and you can just reach it and hit that schedule button and you can see everything in the calendar. So you can repurpose the podcast you've already done. That's something this tool Social Champ could help. Uh, you can also help, again, if people reply, you can reply through Social Champ. Uh, so you can basically engage with the people. Let's say you're going live right now and you have some agents or you know VAs who are trying to assist you over here. So they can actually reply from Social Champ's inbox um, and reply to users while watching this. So that's something this tool can actually do. And again, uh, we are also working right now, it's in beta testing right now. We are also supporting TikTok videos. So we have the API and in, in, I think in a day or two, I think, or hopefully we'll get TikTok reels uh, supported at social channel. So you can basically schedule TikTok videos and they will be directly posted on TikTok. So oh, I think wow. the support is kind of, yeah. So support is, I think, kind of opening up uh, with TikTok, you know, giving the API, uh, if they do it, probably the rest should do it because, you know, they are trying to leave well, the that's, that's good. I didn't even know there was like an API with TikTok, but um, I'm, I've not looked into it. So that that's really cool. Uh, so you need to check out uh, Social Champ. I've got a, a link. It's an affiliate link. So if you go to iag.me forward slash social champ, 
that's where you need to go and sign up there's a as a free account which is awesome and who doesn't want a free account so you can take it for a test drive i think you get up to three social networks but you you pretty much get everything else so you could take it for a really really good test drive and play around with things and by the time this podcast comes out uh this you will TikTok should be on there. So if you're wanting to play around with TikTok, you can go go there and uh, have a look. So uh, without um, without kind of uh, telling us any top secret information, Samir, like what what's next for Social Champ? What what are you working on? Um, what are uh, the secret things? <laughs> okay, so there is um, some growth hack. Are there something that you're going to launch soon? Uh, it's kind of like an aggregation of your social media into one place. I can't share in the details, but I think I hopefully you should be, you know, we will inform you, but it's like an aggregation of social media, uh, see everything that you do and your numbers, your bio, that would be accessible. Uh, it's kind of different from what you kind of remember, like about.me, it's kind of different. How is different? We will be, it's, it's secret, mm. uh, but I think that's something they're trying to do. But as the company, as social terms ecosystem is concerned, we're trying to go from social media space to social CRM space. And we're trying to see that's how we can, you know, help and connect this, bridge the gap between these and try to bring influence in marketplace. So it's kind of like a, it's like a puzzle. Like if you're a businessman right now, if you have a small startup, so the issues we needed, we had gone through, we tried to solve that. So when we launched, we needed influencers, we needed content, we needed to create content, we needed to engage with people. So we tried to look at different gaps where we could actually unify all that and create into a one ecosystem without complicating the stuff, right? Without, you know, making people think that this platform is not for you and it requires a computer science degree. <laughs> Don't want that. I mean, you know, as much as I love tech, uh, we also want it to easy, it's easy to use. Well, that's awesome. I, and thank you for, for giving us a little sneak peek without giving us too much away, because obviously you don't want to do that. But uh, if you go to iag.me forward slash social champ, uh, you can sign up for a free account and have a little play. And uh, I'm sure you'll be letting us know when this new feature comes out. So that is awesome. So uh, how can people find out more about you? Obviously the social champ, but uh, I know that you're you're very active on social yourself. You have loads of followers across all your um, channels and I know you love it. So wh- where's the best place for people to check you out and follow you? It's Facebook, uh, Samir Bakhan official. That's the Facebook page. Instagram, Samir Peace. Uh, I share some stuff that's that's where I go, like people I meet like you. Uh, again, I have a website, but usually I'm active on Facebook and Instagram. That's you can find me. Uh, and again, uh, I would love talking to you guys and learn more about social media. Awesome. Well, do connect with Samir. He's, he is, as you can tell, he's a really nice guy. He's so knowledgeable. And thank you, Samir, for spending this time with us. I know it's a little bit later in the evening, um, but I really appreciate it. And we, we need to catch up again very soon. Um, maybe even at a conference. I mean, that would be, that would be amazing. I don't know um, if you're going to any conferences anytime soon, but hopefully at some point we can do that. Hopefully. Yeah, I've been the pandemic, you know, sunrises, there's sunrise of the pandemic, and hopefully yeah. travel becomes easy. But yeah, yeah. we should. 
Yeah, definitely. There is light at the end of the tunnel, I hope. But uh, well, thank you, Samir. Thank you so much, everyone, for for watching or for, if you're listening to the podcast, for plugging us into your ears. Really appreciate that. And of course, if you haven't come across the podcast before, you, all you need to do is go to iag.me forward slash podcast. That's iag.me forward slash podcast. But until next time, I encourage you to level up your impact, authority and profits to the power of Confident Live Video. See you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. Make sure you subscribe at iag.me forward slash podcast so you can continue to level up your impact, authority and profits through the power of live video. And until next time, toodaloo. Social channel